This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi Blues it happens every night Every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Nope Nope the Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll Slay. see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care Nope Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Hello. Budget live. Not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. Good old steamy hot southern middle Tennessee. Hope all you low lifers are doing well out there. And this is the podcast for Monday, July 11th, 2022. And July 11th is a very important special day in my life because that is the triple threat marissa d that is her birthday indeed so uh happy birthday to the one and only triple threat the only woman that's really ever been able to put up with me and and to be honest doesn't do that well at it all the time (laughs) i'm a lot i'm a lot ladies and gentlemen but happy birthday to marissa we had a we had a really fun weekend celebrating. Uh, I, I talked about it last week. I typically throw a, uh, I hope I never get too old to throw my own birthday parties, but we, uh, we always have a shindig around the 4th of July, have lots of friends over and family and, uh, and friends that are like family. I think that's a very important thing in life, but, but we always just do it up. Lots of food, lots of, uh, just good times. 
And this year, kicked it up a notch with my friends. They've been on the podcast, The Band Town. John Decius and Stevie Steves came down from Nashville, played in the backyard. And in typical Luke Duncan fashion, I, I borrowed a huge, like, 38-foot gooseneck trailer to put two people on uh, for a backyard performance. But it was awesome. They were fantastic. Everybody had a great time, and uh, they ended. We dodged a bullet. We haven't had rain in like two weeks, and of course it rained during the uh, during the day leading up to it, and and it kept just just like menacing, like it was going to. And they were halfway through their last song, and the bottom fell out, man. And we we had to do some moving and shake, and uh, they finished the song like pros. But we had to go grab, and I had my a lot of my music equipment out there, and they had theirs, and we had to do it. It went from party to everybody being on the road crew for the band town. But we we had a uh, we had a great time there celebrating my birthday. It was on the third, and Marissa's birthday that is uh, today, July eleventh. So. Um, very, very good time. Very good time. Thanks to the band Town. And go look them up, T-O-W-N-E, Town, if you have not. They're just, uh, they're fantastic. And great, great people that I'm uh, grateful to be friends with for many, many, many years. I needed, uh, I will say, though, I needed <laughs> a good time. Because this week, and, and this is, I'm posing this to the low lifers. This week, I had a, uh, a very interesting thing happen to me. It's the first time it's ever happened to me in my life. And it was actually... To just not sound like a total uh, scaredy cat, if you will, it terrified me because it, it happened so fast, and I had lots of thoughts after, like, man, what if that had been a kid? What if this, blah, 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 you know? And, but Goose and I, my lab, we were walking behind my house, and uh, and 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 Goose is a terrible dog. Okay, he's terrible, so he's on a leash if he's out because he he kills chickens and neighbors cats and like he's just you know and he's a he's he's a sweet dog he just he means well right but he just uh he can't keep it together all the time so but love him and uh we had walked down there's a creek behind my house and we'd gone down there it was really hot and i'd let him uh let him go cool off in the creek and we're coming back up the hill from the creek there and he's ahead of me on like a retractable leash you know and he's like i don't know a good 10 10 12 feet up ahead of me and all of a sudden he starts like biting at his at his like shoulder, you know, and I'm like, what's up? You know, so I'm scanning for snakes. Like, did he get bit by a snake? And, and all of a sudden they just, bah, 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 bah. those little flying, just menaces to the nature world, yellow jackets. He had stirred up a yellow jacket's nest and I have been around them deer hunting. I've been around them, riding a tractor, lawnmower many times. I've never been stung. When I tell you those just, uh, they got down in my boots. I had on the um, rubber boots, you know, up over my calves. Down in my boots, just on my leg. I don't know how many times I got hit, but the last one was on my eyelid right here. This is like Wednesday, I guess. And, dude, I didn't know whether I was coming or going. Goose's leash gets right. I run. I take off. Leash is wrapped up around a, uh, a a little sapling tree. He won't come off. I just said, hey, buddy, never leave a man behind, but you standing there taking this, and I'm not taking any more of it. So I drop his leash. He comes running immediately, thank God. Dude, I was like lightheaded, super. And, and I have family members that are deathly allergic to that. Luckily, I'm not. I didn't even swell up that bad. They finally stopped hurting yesterday, 
but they itch like poison. It's bizarre. But why? Comment below if you are a flying insect expert. Why in the hell do we need yellow jackets? And I read online because you got to Google everything, right? Why or how many? That was my question. I was like, just everything. I learned everything I could about yellow jackets in about five minutes on Google. And there are like five to 10,000 of them little suckers in every little hole from what, from what Google says. What? I don't know. I don't know. But man, all I thought was, because I know people do absolutely die from that. Like if you were to fall on that like spot where they're at, there's some mean little turds, man. I mean, mean. So hope all y'all's week was uh, better than that. <laughs> Cause oh God, uh, your boy was not, Feeling the uh, the yellow jacket love, good God Almighty! And I came running back here from the woods, pretty good ways. Just dove in the pool. Marissa comes out like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm on fire!" Like head to toe. And I think the craziest thing is it took like a full thirty seconds to acknowledge what was happening when you start getting lit up by them because they're so damn fast you can't see them. And all of a sudden you just got this burning pain, and you're like, "What?" what, what, what? And I silhouetted them against Goose's white. And so I silhouetted him against Goose and then uh, whew, realized we had a problem <laughs> very quick. Poor Goose. He got lit up and took it like a champ, and I was ready to puke freaking jump right off the bluff into the creek. I didn't care. I was just ready to get away from them damn things, man. They were out for blood. Uh, so if any Yellow Jackets listening out there, I hope you all die. So <laughs> uh, moving on, sponsors. I needed some Startron. I need to pour some Startron in a hole and then put some gas in it and then throw a match in it where these daggum yellow jackets are. I, I wish, you know, yellow jackets are the ethanol of the world. They're the ethanol threat to your outboard engine. But you know what takes care of that? I don't know if it takes care of yellow jackets. Just full disclosure. But it will take care of ethanol. Kicks it right in the teeth. Startron, put a little dab in your tank. Get it out of your weed eater. Get it out of your chainsaw. Get it out of your lawnmower, but most importantly, get it away from your outboard engine. Don't gum up the works with that ethanol madness. Kick it in the teeth with some Startron. We appreciate the folks from Floridas down there. Startron, Starbright, bringing you LBL for many, many years now. ProGuide batteries. The new lithiums are bad to the bone. The 31 Series AGM I run as my cranking battery, bad to the bone. Also ran it as a trolling motor battery. If you're not looking to go lithium, they're a great option as well. Just a lot heavier than the lithium, but they absolutely stand up to the test. You can get yours at ProGuyBatteries.com. Use code LBL10 to let them know you are a low lifer. All right, I got a good one for you. Baitworks.com. We're all about using that code Duncan-10 to let them know you're a low lifer for all things tackle needed. They got it. They got more coming in every single day, but they're running a really cool July sale. And right now, and I'm going to, I'm going to do some videos on this stuff, but right now, like Zoom products, all Zoom products, month of July, 20% off. So it's really cool. Now I will say the code, I might've said this last week, (laughs) might've been corrected. The code does not work in addition to that. So you're not going to get like 30% off. But I will put a link in the description on both the podcast on YouTube and on the audio links. But you can uh, you can go check it out and lots more products fixing to go on sale. I got the teaser email on it, and it's uh, it's a really cool thing that they're doing for the month of July. So go check it out, baitworks.com. But for all your other purchases, throw that Duncan Dash Ten in there, save you some money. Let them know you are a low lifer. Last but certainly not least, right here. 
Where's it at? Oh, right there it is. Express Boats, the Bassmaster Classic. Bassmaster Classic. First ever Bassmaster Classic one in aluminum boat. Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas. That X21 Pro is going to its new owner next week. That new bad boy is waiting on me in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I cannot wait. It's got the Sea Deck, got the new Yamaha Show, got the Power Pole Blades. We are ready to go. Garmin's, of course, about to stern again. We're going to get after it in that new Express. But Express Boat's the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. If you go take a ride in one, you will not believe it, especially that X21. It is absolutely one of my favorite bass boats I've ever ridden in. Love it. Bow to stern. Everything about it. Express Boat's building excitement since 1966. All right. So, got ICAST coming up. Got lots of things. Uh, it's a slow, it's been, you know, this time of year, I feel like the pro fishing trails really, other than MPFL, because we're so spread out, only six events, but we are spread out, cram so many events in the first few months. And, man, it's like slow news time right now. There's just not a ton going on. Of course, the elites kick back up this week at the St. Lawrence River. We just wrapped up a Bassmaster Open there at Lake Oneida. Huge congratulations to Casey Smith on that win. I think that's, you know, he's very familiar with that body of water. Really, really cool story where his what he fished on the shoal where he actually won while his wife was pregnant with his son. And then on the final day, his he had caught a couple fish, but his wife and son showed up on the water to watch him on the same show. Man, like that, that's like that, that's top notch. Like that gives me chills when I was reading that article. But congrats to Casey getting to go to the Bassmaster Classic, which, you know, never sucks. I can imagine getting to fish that is uh is a great time. All of us tournament anglers would like to do that. Another congratulations going out to my buddy Cody Meyer, old California kid himself. A fourth place finish. And more importantly, in that points race, man, he's up there in those Northern Opens with one more to go. He's the first guy out right now from an elite invite. And BPT, you know, angler, right? So uh, it goes without saying that there will be some decisions coming up. You got Keith Pochet up there in the overall points. You got Keith Pochet mixing it up in that Northern Open division as well. I mean, is he is he trying to get out of there? Then you got Burge in the Southern Opens mixing it up as well. He was going to fish all of them, but he had a conflict because of uh, one of the BPT events. He couldn't make the James River, so I think Burge is out of the Northerns now, and he's fishing the Centrals and the Southerns. But two Centrals to go, one Southern, one Northern. Then you're going to see some invites get kicked out there. But uh, it, it just always – it's interesting, man. The faces will change. I think Bass Pro Tour will look a lot different roster-wise next year because I think you're going to see some guys leave. You're going to see new guys come in from the pro circuit, and you may see – I think those are your three right now, Poche, Meyer, and Birds, that have the best chance of qualifying for the Elite Series. Is that their goal? I don't know necessarily. I think it would be safe to say they would not be fishing those if it wasn't their goal, especially like a guy like Poche fishing all nine. Uh, but we'll see. We shall see. Uh, we are going to get right now one of my – I'm texting him right now because he's he's being difficult. He's always difficult. You'll find that out here in a second. <laughs> if you're listening to this and not watching to see me text, my guest today is like, when do I call in? He's so excited. Full disclosure, full disclosure. This is one of my absolute favorite dudes to solve the world's problems with, and we never 
probably get anywhere. I don't know. No agenda today. No topics. Haven't had him on in a while. And two or three people actually last week commented this and sent me like, hey, you need to get fat Todd Castledine back on the podcast. But Todd has won over a half million dollars in professional bass fishing. Fished the FLW Tour for a couple years. He's qualified for the Elite Series several times. Turned down the invite every time. He has a very unique perspective on pro fishing, especially from a guy that is a stone-cold assassin when it comes to catching bass, especially in Texas, but beyond, man. The guy's, uh, you know, however many times, I think he's set the record for Toyota Series Angler of the Year's incredible, incredible fisherman. I'm proud to call him a friend, and we're going to get him on the phone right now. We're just going to ramble. We're going to see what he thinks about all the goings-on in bass fishing. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Castledine. Hello. What's up, my brother? How What's are you? What's going on? Man. I'm good. Man, I, I just gave you this wonderful intro that that I don't think Bradley Hallman, I don't think Andrew Upsh, I don't think anybody you run with thinks as much of Todd Castledine as Luke Duncan. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I, I, I built you up as this legendary angler. And so now you got to back it up on the podcast once again, buddy. I'm glad. I'm glad you're back. It's been a minute. It's been a while. Hadn't it, it has been, and I and I don't think I, you know, you're doing your thing on YouTube and your your fishing tournaments, and it's like you got your family stuff. I'm the same way. Like I got all these irons in the fire. You got a you got a big boy day job too. We'll get to that if you're allowed to talk about that. I think you are. Oh yeah. I think it's oh, very yeah. very cool setup that you've got, but. I just don't think I really like because you're one of those dudes that I feel like, oh, I need to have a Castledine segment once a month because we just solve the world's problems so many times together. I feel that, like <laughs> that is true. I feel like I feel like when we we do we do call each other at, at random times yes. and we do solve a lot of things. Yes, and so that's what this is. And I and but somebody had a couple comment last week like you gotta get Castledine on, and then I had a couple DMs on Instagram and I said I'm gonna text Todd. We're gonna we're gonna do the thing, uh, do the thing. This and you're so you're. First of all, thank you because you're at the beach with your lovely family for your annual Castle Dines takeover. Are you in Pensacola again? Uh, Navarre, but Navarre. basically, Pens- yeah, same, like ten same, minutes down yeah, the road. Same yeah. thing. Same place. You always catch them big redfish and all that. Yeah, I'm, I, I didn't get to today. I, man, yeah, we had I had so, I had a whole bunch of family things. I had a, a swim meet all yesterday, and we got done at two o'clock, and then drove. The, after, after being in 160 degree weather in a swim meet till two o'clock in the afternoon, then we drove to Florida that same day Gee. From, as a nine hour drive. So we got in around 12. But that's what you do all the time though. In fairness, yeah, like you are a pro at a lot of things, but driving is one of them. You're really good at. <laughs> yeah. We all, I think we all are. Yeah. You have to be, but, but that is, that right there is a typical example of like how busy families are these days. Like you got to get it in when you can fit it in, right? Like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. go on vacation. This is what we're going to do. These are the dates we got. And and the Castledine kiddos are about as busy as you are. <laughs> they stay after that, it, man. I love it. Yeah, they get after it. My wife keeps putting them in more and more things. And and uh, yeah, like I'll look up one day and they're like, what'd you do today? I'm like, I- I, I did eight hours of, of practice. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I played some soccer and some baseball and some swimming and, and drove them here. And I was like, I, she keeps on putting them in more stuff. And then I end up 
taking him to it. And, and I'm like, hey, you gotta, you gotta slow down a little bit. You're like, how'd I get, how'd I get caught up in this sometimes? Yeah, but they're, yeah. But they're both exactly. fantastic athletes, like you guys are. And uh, I think the last time I talked to you, you were leaving soccer. Uh, we were talking a few weeks ago on the phone while I was traveling around and uh, out in Arkansas and talked to you. But um, man, I just, I always, and this is how I, I introed you. Part of it was your perspective on fishing has always been on pro fishing, I should say. And fishing and like catching bass, your perspective is amazing. I like one of my favorite guys to talk to about just why something pops to you or what you your, your approach to tournaments. Like you, but but your overall to me, your take, and I think it's why your channel's popular. You're brutally honest, and you also <laughs> that, that, you emphasize brutal, <laughs> brutal, brutally. Honest. No, you you, but I'm the same way, right? Like you and I are cut from the same cloth, and we've always been able to somehow make it work because people with our uh, personality types aren't normally buds, I think, or they have fallen out at some point. I've got a couple of those in my history, right? Obviously, um, no, I, but see, me and you've always thought. Similar. Me and you can look at it in a realistic. Yeah, that's what outcome. I was getting. That's what I was getting. At. Like your perspective is very. It's real. Like it's so real. It's not fantasy. It's like it's, it's real life decision making and perspective. I love it, man. Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, I mean, you know, I just, I just kind of look at everything as a whole. And and you know, like I said, I mean, I, yeah. You know, in in the problem with what what a lot of the problem with why people kind of view us a certain way, like there's a lot of guys that really like, honestly, I was thinking about those reporters for like, <laughs> uh, for uh, like professional athletes, right? Mm-hmm. They hate the, they hate the guy who gives the bland answer and the, yeah, and the perfect yeah. answer. And then as soon as someone actually gives them brutal honesty, they instantly go, Man, you just need to keep your opinions to yourself. And you're like, well, man, you've yeah. been asking me for five years to be open and honest. And then the, and I think that's part of the problem is that a lot of people love to hear it because they know we're just, we're just, we're not trying to, there's no clickbait in what we say. No, we're just like, really, hey, no, not, I mean, it's not, not like, the goal. Like, I never zero. hit, no, I never hit the red button on the show. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be juicy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and no, there was I a thought, time I where thought, everything was. Right firing right like where all that like back in 2019 with the mlf stuff and all that and everything was a sound bite. everything that i said was taken however it was taken but no you're right you don't start oh well, i'm gonna get them started no, I, up with this. i find out yeah i find out later i'll say something i'm like that was y'all y'all and not really controversial they'll just be like oh that was a kind of a hot take there i'm like really i was like that's just, i thought we all knew that <laughs> like, I, collectively you know? we were here thinking the same yeah. thing yeah and so you know i, I just but it, it's it's a weird deal and i think we've always looked at it the same and and i know a lot of people look at it as as well man you're just you're down on something and i'm like no there's a difference between being down on something and just saying what what the honest truth is right mm-hmm. i mean it's not all it's not all like butterflies and rainbows out I there say, fishing. Yeah, that's right yes and and then you know and like and then some other guys are like man i'm so glad i don't know how many parents i've had come up to me and be like i'm so glad uh you say what you say or do this to like so these kids kind of understand i'll never forget this i i so uh this wonderful family like great family at, at my church uh their son wanted to go fishing. It was in January. I was pre-fishing for a BFL. 
in January, right, on Rayburn. I can tell you how cold that was. Yeah, of course. I was like, but so he had off from high school, you know, so he wasn't going in that little week period. Of, and I was like, yeah, tell him to come on, man. So they met me at the ramp at 6 in the morning. It's a nice 30 degrees in the morning. And we run around, and, and of course, you know me. I'm like, we're shaking fish off. No, it's still January. We ain't shaking that many fish off. Like, it's hard you get to get a, a lot bite. of bites, yeah. Yeah, so we might have got like six or seven bites, and I'll never forget, like, by the end of the day, he was kind of, he wasn't just hopping up to the front of the boat when we'd stop somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hop up, I make about three casts in the grass, and I catch a four and a half pounder. <laughs> Boy, he jumps up there. And, well, I pick up the trolling motor, and I'm like, all right, man, it's about time to go in. And he looks at me like, whoa, <laughs> you just got, you well, know what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, he's like, it's starting right to happen, buddy. Like, we need <laughs> yeah. to be fishing. Yeah. And and so we get done, you know, and and I don't know, he might have caught one that day, and I, I might have actually, you know, caught one. So we get done, and, man, I was kind of, you know, thought whatever. And and I didn't think about the day, but I probably had about four phone calls that day that I had to take for something. So I'm fishing with my phone on the front deck, just yeah. making plans for, for you know, wherever we're going to stay for two weeks from now. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. And we get done. And anyway, so I go, <laughs> tournament's over on Saturday. That was on a Friday or Thursday or Friday. Tournament happens, you know. I think I, I think I did all right, you know. I show up Sunday to church, <laughs> and I see, I see his mom, and and like I said, I know this family very, very well. And uh, his mom comes up to me and goes, "I need to talk to you after church." And I'm like, <laughs> "You're like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah." And I get done, and and I see her. And she's like, "Thank you so much for taking him." Like that, that just opened up his eyes. And I'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" She goes, "I don't think he wants to be a professional fisherman anymore." And I'm like. <laughs> Oh no! She goes, no, no. I, she was like, "You did nothing wrong. You just did what you know, like you did what your yeah, like yeah, what yeah. your job is." And he realized what that job consisted of. It yes. was not what he thought it was. Exactly. And I'm like, and I wasn't, I, you know, I I was like, and you weren't so, even so, probably so. going that hard in the paint because it was Raver and you knew what you were going to do most yeah. likely. And it was a it was, it was a, a week practice. practice that, yeah, it was yeah. a week one. Yeah. Typical yeah, this like, one day deal, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I said, I said, I'm sorry. She goes, No, no, like that stuff needs to be out there because they don't really know. And I and and now he's hey. And what's funny is he's uh he's doing country. He's got a bunch of gigs right now. Doing okay, so music and stuff. So tell I mean, him to call me on that too. I can break his heart. <laughs> right, right, right. So a long yeah, list of like, people because it's a rough road too. You know. So I mean, y- you know. It's just, it is what it is, and, you know, we we all know. So I got the title for this episode. Todd Castledine ruins bass fishing dream for child. I think that's what I'm going to call this one. Todd Castledine dream crusher. I think that's what I'm going to call Yeah, dream, dream smasher. Yeah. Dream smasher Castledine. Yeah. Yeah. You have probably been a dream smasher at times when you just – pulled up at a ramp and paid your entry fee for some old boy that thought he was fixing a win at, at some point in your career, multiple yes. times in your career. There were there have been these Todd Castledine runs that you were – I'm sure you watched somebody's posture go, oh, man. It, <laughs> when, it, it, felt, it felt like I used to have – those runs are getting – I think they're just getting harder in general for everyone to do that, though. I don't know what it is, but I just think guys are getting better. I think in, in overall – 
guys are getting better and there's just more ways to catch them and and it's just it's hard to stay on top now man that, i really i had that in my notes. So? yeah i had that in my notes to ask you because there was a time like you've won over a half million bucks in in quote pro tournament earnings right like the the website to publish that stuff but dude you know between bass champs and triple t and and other things out there i mean you you've told me stack and i've stayed there at the house where you and cecil stayed so many times all the plaques all the trophies from rayburn toledo but man you guys won all over the state and outside of the state obviously but like you guys went on some runs that were just insane and really not that long ago but it doesn't seem to be as and i I, it it's never easy. It's fishing. But you guys did dominate, and I, I was going to ask you that. Do you think the overall strength of these fields is getting better? So, there, yes, yes. I do believe that. What, what I'll say, what I'll say, and Russell says this all the time. Um, Russell said this, and and I'll kind of piggyback what Christy made a comment, and, and you can tie the two together, but Russell always says, is like, man, eventually you start teaching people. Yes. And, yeah, and what he means idea. by that is we'll go to certain lakes and, and man, if, if you're the first to figure it out, yes, like something, and it'll be, a, it, it's not our home. Well, take away the home. Like when we go to these other lakes, we'll do a lot of the stuff we do there, you know, at this other lake mm-hmm. where those guys are not used to it. And then they're like, what are those guys doing over there doing that? And, and eventually they start learning learning it well the problem is is when you first do it you can lose you can like get 10 bites miss 10 of them lose seven and win a tournament (laughs) by six pounds right and and then two years later you go there and you have to be perfect to make a top five right so i mean it starts changing and we just noticed that um and because it's funny because youtube wasn't a thing and i'm not saying it's youtube but when we first did it, we were the probably the most secretive people you'd ever meet when it came to fishing. For sure. For sure. Like, no doubt. And, I mean, with everything. And so we were very – I just say because that's where the money was. Mm-hmm. But the problem is – and I've, I've probably had more discussions over the past six months – and it's only going to get worse. So anyone listening to this, I'm about to smash everyone's dreams. About <laughs> Here we go. Todd Castledine, dream smasher. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. All these tournaments that are – and I don't want to get into it because I'm, I'm, I've talked too much about it. But the money used to be in tournaments, but it's not it's anymore. It's not. No, and it's, it's going to be way – I hope it doesn't last too long. I don't know how many months. Hopefully it doesn't last more than a year. But you're going to see – less and less money in all these tournaments because of just our economy. economy yep. And, and so, but back then there was a lot of money in there involved in it. So that's where the money making was, but now it's not, it's just really not. And, and that's, you know, that's part of the problem. And, and so I, yeah, I don't know what it is, man, but it is harder. It is harder to get on those runs like we used to have. And, um, but I, but I was, I think I was fishing a lot more, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's just well, there. But I, I, here's we're what getting it, older. I don't know. Well, here's what I think. It uh, really, I mean, obviously, technological advances, advancements, you know, are changing things. Whether it's live scope, three sixty, you know, whatever. Like it really has 
made the playing field way more competitive, I think. Uh, you still got to be able to catch them, all that, but like it has certainly opened up windows for people and doors <laughs> big time that ordinarily might not have caught them frogging against Todd Casser. You know what I'm saying. Like, but I, yes. here's where I think, and I'm so glad that you said what you did on tournament winnings in general. I talked to this uh, to Stephen Browning about this on the show a few weeks, and he he said this. He said, "Look, man, a hundred thousand is not a hundred thousand anymore. It's just not. It's it's." But he said, "We are paying entry fees and fishing for the same money we were in the early two thousands and late nineties. And he said, "And if anything, it's gotten worse. The championships play less. You know, Forest Wood Cup's gone." Uh, nobody pays a half million dollars anymore, right? Unless it's the Johnny Morris one and done uh, Super U.S. Open Championship that he had. But other than that, like nobody, nobody's paying that kind of money. So what it has led to, and my buddy Brad Knight says this: we have, and and you are a prime example. You are one of the most secretive guys that I've ever been around. You get something locked in your hand. You don't want the world to know about it, but, and I know you still got a lot of secrets, don't get me wrong, but as a, an industry, especially pro fishermen, had to sell their souls for sponsors because the tournament, entry, the tournament winnings aren't there. Sponsors aren't paying as much, and guess what? Guess what came a knocking? Oh, hey, guys, we need you doing YouTubes, TikToks, Instagrams. You got to make 11 posts a month on Facebook for this bait company and that. And so, dude, everything's just out there now. Right, it, it, it's it just is. out there, and, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm. So this is uh, this is all I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make it real short and quick. You know, in 2010, well, in 2010, we won a boat. Me and my buddy Brent, we won a 21 foot legend with a 225 Merc on it. Now, go try to find anywhere that gave away it, like gives away a 21 foot boat. Right, <laughs> this was at a championship. This was 10 years ago, or you know, 12 oh, years yeah. ago, we won this boat. And that's just one example. Every other thing we used to fish for back now, I'm not, and this is listen, I don't bring up pro pro tournaments hardly at all because mm-hmm. that is not reality, right? There was a that, yes. that is a point one percent of people. So I always bring it back to this is why I always like try to bring it back to everyone else like because i fish what everyone else fishes yes man we were fishing for 15 20 grand like you said early 2000s our entry fees were 200 to 300 dollars, which is crazy to think about yeah 15 to 20 years later our entry fees are 200 to 300 dollars, and yet our our payback <laughs> maybe might be the same but here's the other thing as I tell everyone, uh, boats, like name me one thing that is say the same. No, of, boats, co- of course. Trucks. Yeah, cost rods, of living, period. Wheels, line. Yeah. Everything has gone almost doubled, and we're still out there fishing for the same amount. And and I always jump on everyone. I'm like, uh, and so I'll bring up this is the one time I'll bring up the, the tour or any of the any of the major tours. I said Back then, the entry fees were half as much, mm-hmm. and the payout was at least this, but but ninety nine percent of the chance it was more than what were they're paying out. Yeah. Oh, so now sure. they right. So they I said, but here's the difference: y'all want to complain about not paying big entry fees because I'm a big I'm in favor of big entry fees on 
a lower level, not the not the higher level, or a bigger payout, but the lower level. Yes, because that's the you just said it. The payout on the lower level. If you put more into the entry fees, you get more money You're back. Get paid. Yes, that is not what's going on at the pro level. No, that's how and they I, pay for their tours. <laughs> correct, and I, I want to be like. This is the one time that you're actually going, if you pay more money in, you'll get more money out. Yes. That's not what happened at that. So I was like, y'all should be, y'all should be wanting more money. But that's all I'm going to say on that. And, and he, Stephen yeah. Brown is right. And oh, for sure. it just frustrates me so much. And that, and, and, and I have this also, uh, you know, talk about your perspective. Like you are a guy not to, not to blow your head up, you, you're a confident dude. You know, you know your talents as an angler, but dude, you are one of the, in my opinion, one of the best fishermen in the country. And you have been. You've been on incredible runs. You've qualified for the Elite Series. You've won the Toyota Series Angler of the Year multiple times. But you got a shot through a sponsorship deal to you qualified multiple times for the FLW Tour. But you fished it for a couple of years, and once that sponsorship deal went away, you were like, "Hey, man, I'm out. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to put my family at risk." And I respect that about you because it 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 any man that can lay that ego to the side and just say yeah I'm not I'm not going to do this it makes more sense for me and my family to do this even though you could dang sure because you did you made the Forestwood Cup like you can compete at that level you can qualify for that level you've proven it time and time and time but you have chosen a different path and I I think that's amazing man but is that for you though the main reason of that is it. Is it just the travel? Is it the overall expense? What is the brutal reality of that that keeps you from going, you know what, I'm going to fish the Elite Series? Like, what? what, well, what is that for you? Or I'm going to stay on the pro circuit. You and I left at the same time, but, like, and we, we've that's well documented. We didn't agree with everything going on, obviously. But, like, is there one res- resounding thing for you that keeps you from going, that's what I'm going to do? Because fishing is all you've ever wanted to do. I would fish. So yes, I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have not have left the tour. Um, if, if Costa hadn't gone away. Yes. Um, and, and I'm not saying it, and I know what was going down at the time too. Right. So I'm, I'm going to try to take that part out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, even though I shouldn't take that part of it because that, that has a lot to do mm-hmm. like, because I'm sorry, we were right. I'm just going to throw that. We were right about what <laughs> yeah, went on. We were right. I, I don't think anyone's ever come back and be like, y'all guys were wrong. <laughs> no. Oh, there's we a right. few There's a few that have said we were wrong. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know where we were wrong, but. I think, you know, I I, think one of them's name is Ducket. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. That, that don't count. I'm talking about the other guy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, but take that away. Just take away. Man, if I made the elites if I made the elites this year, um, I'd probably go try it. The elites, okay. because I think, I think that's it. That's a, that's a better, the other system is still not a, I mean, it's just confusing. It's just confusing. I mean, yeah. It's just, it's just not like, I don't know if the money's there. I, I really don't know. And that's not me. Like if anyone knows me, I'm not, don't shade. Yeah. I'm, I'm over all that stuff. I don't really, Same, I just, man. I haven't, I quit paying attention. Um, I go fish the elites, uh, at least, or I at least have a conversation with my wife about it and, and my, and my job. I don't think any of that would matter. Um, just to do it. I think I'm set up now to do it easier. 
Um, I think my sponsors would be more happy if I went the elite route. For sure. Um, yeah. So I would do it. The one thing that the one thing, the, so the one thing why I don't, and I don't know, some people are going to get this. Some people won't. It's not a big deal to me. Uh, I have a thousand different things that could say yay, yes, or no, right? It's pretty easy because I've always tried to view fishing as, I look at it from, you know, trusting in the Lord and what he wants. Mm -hmm. And so when all that went down with FLW, it was such an easy decision for me to walk away because every door that I thought I had, he closed on me. And then he opened up these other doors and I was like, and I followed and it's been good. And so I learned a long time ago when I was 26 years old, I started just putting all my faith in him. And when he opens doors, I'll go through them. When he closes my, I, I don't try to force the issue. So I, I, it is very, do I want to fish some of those major ones? Yes, Luke, big time. Yeah. But he keep he'll, when I say closing doors, it's not like I don't qualify or something. It's just going, Hey man, the, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah, timing going, or life events right. or yeah, for sure. Correct. And so, like you know, I qualified for the tour last year, and they are like, "You going to go?" I'm like, "No, man, I got this new job. I, I mean, I've been on this new job, and I don't see anything changing over there. Like, I, I don't know. I think I'm in a pretty good spot. This is pretty cool what I'm doing now, and I'm and I'm still getting the fish, everything, and it just it, it didn't there. If I don't make the elites this year, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I don't and he didn't want me going that route yeah and if he did i would have to see i mean he might be like he might shut some other doors even if i did qualify and i'll be okay with that and i've over the years i've learned that he makes a lot better decisions than i do so i'm gonna follow his lead not mine pretty simple and that's really what it is so i mean you've you've almost or have qualified for the leads what three times now i guess no the, i just qualified once once oh i thought it was like three times um, no, well, I might have. Uh, I don't remember what happened another time. It was a long time ago. Um, there was one early in your career, like, yeah. That, yeah, and then I didn't fish them for like four or five years because, um, man, it was a while. I stopped fishing because I kept going to the rivers, and uh, you know, because I'm still not just thrilled about the schedule. There's some things with the goat. <laughs> I'm just well. I mean, the schedule's horrible. I didn't get all that in the payback. I, but besides all that. I still think that they could do a better job of 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 creating a, a a system that more resembles the what you're going to be qualified into. They they do yes. a better job than the Toyotas and everything, but you know the four weeks of practicing for some people. Yes, um, endless you know, information. Endless information. Two hundred guys. Um, it becomes just a. It's just a different deal. Going to rivers that you would never go to if they were, you know, elite. Just, yeah, <laughs> like and they ain't so, going to Ross Barnett or yeah, Red like, River. Yeah, let's go to Red River. Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, we're they going have to been Saint Ross, Lawrence. but yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to St. Lawrence, by the way. I'm like, okay, well, some guy using a little John boat on the Red River wins the event and goes, I can't catch them on the St. Lawrence River yeah, exactly. or Lake Erie yeah. in my like, 13 yeah, foot John boat that I used to get in this pond. Yeah. So yeah. there's, but I mean, whatever it is, what it is, there's going to be guys on there that go say whatever. And I'm like, Hey, look, I'm not dogging. I'm just saying, I just think I, I would love a three day practice. I would love a two, two week off limits, a three day practice. It would make the tournaments better. Way better. Yeah, they would. Way better. Would. Fish catch wise. I don't care. The 200 yeah. boats thing. There are a lot of tournaments that have 200 boats, but you know, like yeah, I do, you got right. freaking that many people, that many days, 
beating them up, like it would make the events it's just way there. better weight wise, and it would make them more competitive. I feel like too. Now the yeah. opens are certainly flawed. Let me ask you this, and the the rumor mill is always stirring up. Are you hearing that there could be another level of bass coming? Because yes. I have heard that. Heard it heard one it. time. Yeah, I've heard I it. Heard it, and and <laughs> and I think it's needed. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we won't I, listen until it's announced. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I guess, but I, I think, and and for those the, the rumor that I have heard out there, and no clue whether it's true or not, is there could potentially be a level between the opens and the elites that is a full time, like several tournaments, but that would be the series that you then qualify for the elites. That is more like the elite series. Right. Cause I think, I think we need a hundred professional, a hundred more professional. (laughs) John Castledown, everybody. There it is. I knew it was coming. I mean, mean, we're up to to 400, we're up to 450. (laughs) Now let's get it. 550. But no, no, no. The math doesn't work because the guys that are going to fish that are already professionals in the Opens and Toyotas and whatever else they fish. You know that. Are they? I, mean, I yeah, think, I yeah. I think it's going to be – I don't think you're going to all of a sudden – because I would assume that if they do something like that, you will have to qualify through the Opens or something. and I, Or based on your whatever track record and Opens. I don't know how they would do it, especially year one. How do you feel? Feel it's like the MPFL when we started. People were like, "Well, how do you guys decide?" It's like, um, "Who signs up?" And <laughs> we call yeah, them and like, up. "Hey, man, are you crazy?" No, all right. Have you bass fished before? Yeah, okay. No, it, it was a little bit more uh, thorough than that. But I'm just saying, like, it's hard to because there was a lot of pushback on MPFL in the beginning. And you and I have had these conversations where people were like, "Oh, this, this guy's not this or he's not that," but when you're Fielding a or filling a field for the very first time, like where do you get them from? So that is that's going to be interesting if that does eventually happen to see. But I I think it is needed because the payouts in the open suck, and I think that if you could make the payouts in that series better than the opens and guys who spend all up and it's their decision to do this but spend all their time, energy, effort, and money chasing the Opens for little reward. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be cool for guys to be able to make a living through another series that's not BPT, you know, elite series, top-level stuff. So, let me (laughs) – Are we fixing to go? We're fixing – this is where we go sideways. I like it. So no, me, me and you will agree, but I'm just going to ask you this. So like, so this is I already had the same conversation. Uh, let me let me ask you this. I agree that it would be better on everything you just said. Agree with all that. What I, the only thing I'm going to ask you is this: You made one comment about making a living. Okay. How is any? Okay. I did. Yeah. I consider making it. I consider you might know where I'm going. I don't know. I know, you know. No, I know where you're, you're going. Probably like, oh, uh, no. No, I'm going to say at the end of this, I'm going to go, yes, I basically stepped on a mousetrap for Todd, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I consider making a living, you know, that's all you more do. Off, you know, like nowadays, it's hard to just do it off of tournament winnings. No, I get it. We, yeah. You know? we talked and about I, that. Yeah. And that's I did true. it for Very years. Hard. Like, that's, I did it for 10 to 12 years 
Um, it's literally how I got my job. It's literally how I got noticed from Phil March. That's right. Yeah. Because of that. But what I'll say to that is, is if you're fishing the opens right now and you're tw- trying to qualify for the elites, I, I, I would, I haven't done the math, but I guess there's less than, than 10 people. I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's going to be, pretty much the guys who've won an event, but pretty much 10 out of the 200. So, you know, 5% of the guys could somehow make a living to a, to a small degree. Like that's all, like no one's making a living right now fishing the opens. So how are that many guys doing it? Oh, I, listen, I saw, I saw. Right. Post. So if they're not, if they're, so that argument of going, Hey, they can make a living. And I'm like, well, they don't, I guarantee there's half those guys, 90% of those guys could go fish the opens for the next seven years. They're not going to make any money doing it. So how are they continually doing it? So do they really need another place to go make a, the so-called I, I don't, living? Listen, I don't, I don't I, disagree I have no with idea you. how they do it. I, I, I don't do either. And I, I saw a, a post this week from, from a young man that uh, down on his luck fishes the opens very good dude, but basically asking for some help, man. And he he had a freaking uh, uh, GoFundMe link to just trying to cover some of his expenses. And and he's you know in all nine opens and for the second or third year in a row. But like trying, but like that was such a dose of reality for me. Is like, do people just throw everything yes. they got into this? But there's yes. not a lot coming back. Now, granted, people. People listen to this show, they listen every single week to low lifers out there doing their normal whatever it is they do, nine to five, so they can go fishing on the weekends. They're like, shut up, you cry babies. Just don't fish. That's what my wife always says. Like, working at TH Marine, and you know this, man, it's like the sponsor chase is very difficult. I've been on both sides of it, and it's it's very difficult. It's harder now than ever. You know that. And it's not a company's responsibility to pay you just because yeah. you want to fish those tournaments, right? Like that, I think and that's, that, and I think there's a misconception. Hey, I qualify yes. for the elite series. Can I have 50,000? Um, yeah, sorry, let, did you not me, have a plan before you qualify? <laughs> you know what and, I'm saying. Let me, let me explain all to some of those low lifers and those guys, because they, they should know me a little bit. I've never heard, I've heard me and you complain about things, yeah. about how something's done. What we've never done, ever, if any, I could, and I'm not saying they said this about you, but we've never cried about something and still done, like, we are the actually the guys that complain about it and go, well, watch us walk away. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of put my, and you did too, and Upshaw, several of us, put our money where our mouth was. I was like, yeah, I don't agree with this, so I'm just going to well, take my ball and go somewhere else, well, right? And, it, it, and for it, me, it was kind of a time of, you and I have talked about this a lot, it was like a introspective, retro, whatever you want to say. I can't talk today. Retrospective? Uh, but like, yeah, more retrospective. But I looked like, more, and introspective, where I kind of looked at myself like in that gap because like then co- the COVID stuff happened right after I stepped back from the tour. And some of the reasons that I stepped away from the tour, I felt really good about. I still miss it. I miss being out there, but for 100%. me, man, it's like, yes. but I miss like hanging out with our buddies and like blast off mornings, weigh in. Like I yes. do miss all of that, but like, 
as a whole, I can tell you my passions in life as my kids have gotten older, my my professional, like what I want to do, like where my focus at in life is not. And, and look, when I was 12 years old, it was, oh my God, I want to be Kevin Van Dam, and I want to win all these tournaments. And I and look, man, if you told me tomorrow I could go win 10 elites in a row, make every class, absolutely, sign me up. That's awesome. But it's not – I'm not as hungry as what I, what I should say is I'm not as hungry as some of these dudes that are willing to sleep in the bed of a truck, go fish all nine open, spend $497,000 in gas to go do it, and not make a dime. Like I'm not, well, I'm no, not that obsessed with it anymore. But I've never been. But yeah. I've, I've never been because because I've I've all my hunger came because I had no idea I had to fish a certain way or I couldn't fish anymore. <laughs> and so I don't think anyone ever understood that is that like when I put up rent money to go fish tournaments when I was in college. <laughs> I love that. Or story. or they're like why'd you fish that small event this week? And I'm like, to make 200 bucks. They're like, was it worth it? I'm like, well, I have $200 more than I did before. Yep. And I'm like, well, you, you're, you might make $200 for the next six weeks. I'm like, you're right. But, but then I'll hit one. And, and, and so, and I had to hit one or they don't think they realize that I wasn't going to fish. And like, if I had a bad four to five months, I wasn't going to fish ever again. So the hunger was there. It wasn't this hunger to be chase this blue trophy or, or do this. or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I don't think they realized I was like, man, I was trying to pay bills. You were literally fishing to eat, like, but not at a yeah. national level. You were yeah. just like, hey, I'm going to get in this, and I'm going to go fish this and that. Like we've talked about that. Like, yeah, you're and you can't. It's crazy. and you can't do that for that. Yeah, no. you can't do that for ten years and go, hey, by the way, stop thinking in that manner. Yes. No. So I, I still cannot. I still think in that manner. So when I see a small tournament pop up and like, you're going to fish this, I'm like, no, it's not worth it. I'm there. I'm able to now pick and choose. Right. But I still won't pick a bad one. I'm still going to just, now I'm just able to pick really good ones when before I had to pick them all. So, but like I said, I'm not, I don't complain about those things. I don't. You we, choose like not we, to participate. We're not crying <laughs> about it. We're not crying about it and whining. Cause there's a bunch of people that whine and cry. And then don't fish any tournament. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I don't want to. No, I we yeah, do stuff. But I'm I'm giving you. We also give you. We're also giving you solutions. Like I might complain about something and then go, what if we did this? Mm-hmm. And this is a better way to do it. And this is why I think we should do it. Like I'm not just crying and going, well, that's all you got. So you know, we're we're trying to explain sometimes to people what's out there a better solution or a better way or why we did it not just well that's horrible and then we just leave it at that well i think you know? i think there's i think it's just the reality of it it's like you taking the high school kid we have hundreds and hundreds and thousands even of these high school you know tournament anglers now college and, and man i just feel like we do them a disservice by not telling them unless they got a mom and dad with a trust fund Hey, bud, this ain't easy. It's just not, not to be negative, not to be a naysayer. It's like, this is not going to be easy. You are not going to be Jordan Lee tomorrow just because you decided to be. It is a very, very long, long, hard road, and it gets harder by the minute, man. And, and you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we started this interview uh, uh, by talking about, like, it is way harder, way harder <laughs> than it was 20 uh, years ago. <laughs> Way I've said, yeah, I've said some things. 
you know, but I'm just going, God, I probably shouldn't have done that. was a little hard. It's not harsh, but I'll have going like, Hey man, like, can you give me some advice? Like, how would you, how would you, how do you know if you're good enough? <laughs> and it, it always pops up and I go, Oh man, just keep, keep entering tournaments and see what happens. And I say that because it's like, you'll know really good. You'll know really quick. If you're good enough, if you're good enough, you'll make money and you'll, but if you are continually lose money, I'm telling you, it's probably, it might not be your thing, you know? And, and like I said, what I've learned though, too, in this industry, and I think this is where Russell, um, you know, Russell Cecil, there's some guys, I think you, I think me now, I think there's a lot of guys like us. We're all still fishing. Absolutely. We're all in the industry, but yeah. we're all in the industry. Yeah. I'm working. And I was going, look, this industry is huge. Um, and, and so figure out something within the industry and it will help you out because the connections you make and there's jobs out there. And so, you know, fishing can still lead you somewhere. It just doesn't necessarily have to lead you where you might think it was. And sometimes it might lead you in a better place. Look, man, my story is that, I mean, I fished and there were no college fishing when I was growing up because I'm old as dirt, but like. We didn't have that. And I fished the opens and dude, I met the guys that own TH Marine fishing the opens and they're like, Hey, we want to give right. you a job. I turned them down two years in a row while I was in college. Like, Hey, you should come talk to us. And I'm like, I'm going to fish. You know, I was like, I'm going to fish forever. And then I graduated college and I was like, Ooh, I'm not going to fish forever if I don't start winning some more money. <laughs> I'm winning. And, uh, and so dude, and I kind of, in a roundabout way, though, I went to work, and then everything kind of worked out to do whatever this is, my thing is now. But I am still addicted to bass fishing. I always will be. I love it. It is just that it's that tournament, like, and not even not being obsessed with tournaments. I am. I have spoke to you about it, talked on here uh, about it a ton, like fishing those ABT 100s with Trey, the Alabama Bass Trail 100s, Trace one. Like I've had more fun. We've had two of those this more year. More fun. More fun this year fishing those than I did the last two years I fished the tour, man. Like whether I had a good tournament or a bad tournament, like those have been a blast to fish. And I've been fishing tournaments like little local stuff with my son. And it's like, oh my gosh, like that fires me up now. And and I hate to even say this because I have great people that that support me that want me in these events. Uh per conversations I have with them, but like, I don't get fired up driving to a Bassmaster open like that. I just don't No, I don't and because I know what it's going to be. The crap show of 200 and whatever, you know, all yeah. the things we talked about. So I don't get as fired up about those. I, I get, I, what I get fired up on is, is leaving my, my Rayburn. Like, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm not a big, I mean, I have to fish Rayburn a bunch, but I, I love leaving Rayburn. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like most of those Rayburn guys hate it. I love it. I can't wait to get away from it. But what's crazy is, is, um, you know, I think I looked up, I think I'll fish 20, I think on the schedule, I've got 27 tournaments. Um, it's half the year. That I'll fish this year. Or half the week. Which is, year. yeah, yeah which is nothing. So I used to average 42 to 47 Jeez. is what I used to average for 10 years. So, <laughs> so yeah, like having a month off in July is strange to me. Very weird. But yeah. Very weird. But what's crazy is, and, and so when we got here last night, I stayed up with, uh, with my, uh, father-in-law and, you know, cause I drove all night, you know, and he was up waiting around and 
course, everyone went to sleep and we were downstairs and we got to, you know, uh, talking about, you know, y'all was asking about his job and I mean, I see him all the time, but we got, we're just down there and we were talking about, he's like, Hey, what's been lately on the job? And I was telling him about this new deal, this new thing I'm working on. And so we, we got just more in depth about kind of what I do and, and some of like, he's like, well, I mean, are you an engineer? I'm like, well, I don't, uh, here's my, here's what I'll tell you is this. <laughs> and then I explained to him, I said, man, I have the coolest job in the world. I don't know if anyone knows this. So, like, I was going to say, so, Strike King Lure Company. Let's set it up for the folks at home because it's really cool. And yeah, I know you so, talk about it on, on your stuff. So, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm, I guess now, I don't even know my title, but I'm pretty much in charge of any innovation that comes through Strike King. He's so in charge like of anything, pop and purchase. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So anything really new, not like something like a new, like a, like a, like a revised debate, but like something like, well, I'm working on like a ton of new projects. They're like, I don't think anything out there is like anything we're working on. That they're all crazy, weird, different stuff. But I got that job through Phil Marks, you know, like Mm -hmm. just being on the boat with them one day, but it all started when he was asking me about it. He was like, well, what makes, he heard me say something about, I I made a comment and Phil told me this a a while back because I was like, why are you letting me, <laughs> why are you letting me do this <laughs> and not someone else? Like, I don't, I know why I think I'm good, but like, why, what do you see? He's like, well, look, man, I can give a jig to a lot of our pros and they'll beat you all day long. They'll beat everyone else in the country, but they might not really understand. Like they're just maybe good at fishing a jig better than everyone else. And he said, well, explain that to me. So I, I kind of explained that to him. And I said, man, for whatever reason, I was really good at understanding like, like hard baits, certain baits, yeah, yeah baits and, and movements and, and ideas and, and thoughts about things and why it moves and what we need. And I was like, that's what I understood. And I was like, but here's the crazy part. And I don't know if anyone really knows this. I, I hope I have a time, but I'll, I'll make it real quick. When I was young and I first started bass fishing, of course, I was just fishing off the bank. Um, walk in the marina every day. And a guy who I, there was a guy for, uh, fished my first tournament with was named Mark Malone. And he was, he was on the boat and he saw me walk in the bank as a little kid. And he gave me a lure Jensen speed trap. Well, I didn't know what I'd never fished a crankbait for. So I took that crankbait, caught a whole bunch of bass walk in the bank, ended up catching this like 40 pound Opelousa off the bank. And I went and in Cold Spring, Texas, the, one of the head sales rep for Lure Jensen, a man by the name of Ken Seifert, had an office in Cold Spring, <laughs> to, you know, where I lived. And so I went and showed him that bait. Well, he's like, well, here you go, and gives me a box. After, you know, we talked and whatever, he gives me a box. And I, I don't even, I guess I was maybe 15 I was going to say, how old are you at this point? Yeah. Man, I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe my dad drove me up there. Maybe I was 15. I don't know. I, I was not very, I was not 16, I don't think. And he gives me this whole big old bait, uh, box of baits. I'm like, go try these out. And so I went and tried those out. Like, so I wasn't trying to catch bass with them to a degree. I was, but I went out there trying to catch fish every day. I was trying to catch fish with certain baits. <laughs> and so I learned a whole bunch about a whole bunch of baits really, really quick. Good, bad, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? All of it. And then I'd go back and tell him what I do, and he'd give me more baits, and this went on for years. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Then fast forward. A buddy of mine named Justin Buckholz, who I was fishing with, um, knew this saltwater guy named Billy Howe. Who me and Billy Howe, I talked to him 
freaking once a week is my saltwater guy I go with, you know? And he was with this company called Strike Pro. <clears throat> and I didn't know what Strike Pro was. And I and I I get introduced to Strike Pro. And what does Strike Pro have? Thousands of baits that no one in the US had ever seen before in boxes. And I got to go mess with thousands of baits. Well, that's two instances that probably not hardly anyone in the country ever had given to them. Yeah. I wouldn't say given to them. I was just exposed to it. And so I was able to mess around with tons of baits to this day that no one probably in the United States have ever seen, <laughs> especially awesome. with Strike And And it, it forced me to learn things about, about certain things, right? And And you never know if you had a diamond in the rough or – 10 baits that were horrible, but I just spent a lot of time messing with things and, and it became my, my, my stick. If you want to, that I, I figured out like, Oh man, I can go throw this bait against 200 guys in an open and they all have to outfish each other. I can just use this bait that these fish have never seen and out and beat them. And so I, I did that even around Rayburn and places and it became where I couldn't hardly go throw something that was normal. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, yeah, I was like, oh, everyone's throwing a spinnerbait. Not doing that because it, it got ingrained in me that I won a lot of tournaments throwing stuff that, that people didn't know about. Well, then all of a sudden that led to Strike King's deal. So I was, I didn't realize it at the time. And by the way, I didn't realize this was a job. <laughs> I, <laughs> you didn't know this was like years. have a no, name I, plate on a desk. <laughs> yeah. No one really knows that like <laughs> someone's out there inventing baits, right? You just kind of. They just show up at ICAST and in a, in a, yeah, oh, it's the new product showcase. But somebody's right. been working so, but, years a lot of times on it. Yeah. So yeah. I was prepped for this in my childhood and up until whatever, not knowing, not knowing this. So. When I when I go back to your other question about hey when you are you fish you know what about fishing the tour I'm like dude he's opened a lot of doors for me that I didn't even realize were doors to be open so I I, I like I said I there's opportunities out there and because I didn't know this was an opportunity so yeah like my my job's pretty awesome like I'm I I can't wait for iCast and I'm you know how iCast is right it's 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 I cast it's, it's, ass, right? It's, it's <laughs> me and you will have like me and we'll you have might a good time. and go have a good time, we'll right? Good and time. I, and that's the part I enjoy. But I'm actually enjoying the working process because leading up to um, it. Yeah, because I'm not going there yeah. as a professional fisherman. I'm not saying I am one, but like that yeah. I'm going to it from the striking loose side. So I, I'm in I enjoy it now way more than that's I would cool, uh, years ago. So that's a little insight into that of Yeah. But like I said, there's two guys, me and you. Um, Russell's I brought up Russell because of how he at a younger age was smarter than us and goes, I want to do something so I can fish all the time. And so he went and instantly got a job within the industry mm-hmm. to fish. So I mean, there's ways to do it other than, hey, I'm gonna be this professional fisherman and live life on the road, eating peanut butter. Butter and jelly sandwiches live in, in the bed of my truck. Hey, but my truck and boat route—they're going to be clean, yeah. son. They're going to be clean, right? <laughs> so there's just there's different there's different For ways. Sure. For sure, man. Well, I, dude, I, I think it goes without saying. Like, I, I'm super proud to know you. I'm proud of everything that you're doing, especially currently, man. Like, you, it it is uh, it's inspiring that you. Uh, like this striking deal it just makes me smile for you like it, it is because I, I love talking baits with you because i'm a bait geek like i love tackle like tinkering with tackle and 
and it's 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 very fitting that that, that you are in that role just from your man you 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 can nitpick some stuff to death bait wise so let me tell you why this is bad and like you you've shown me things i'm like oh okay well that makes sense while well, that's not as good as it should be and uh man i i just gotta say congrats on that and i'm i'm proud for you dude it's it's awesome hey i appreciate it but i'm a th- I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna throw in this but i'm gonna say one thing on Raven, me and you shared the boat one day. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, we did. And you threw you threw something. You threw something out there. I threw an X brand crankbait yeah. that was like something you were throwing, but wasn't anything. No, 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 no. You threw no. You threw a top water. You threw a top yeah, that's water. Right. Out there. That's right. Yeah. That's you, right. And you caught yeah. you caught a two pounder. And here's the funny thing: like you caught a two pounder, and I'm sure if anyone's listening, going, so Luke Duncan catches a two pounder. What? And I looked at that fish, and I go. And I'll never forget, I'm like, huh. And let me tell you something. I I have no idea, Luke, how many. I'm just telling you, man, every lake, everywhere, it is tidal. It is insane to me. And I see no one throwing it. But and it's nothing special. This is nothing any but I so you have taught me, like, look, look, that is something, <laughs> and I have kept it when I say it's secret, there is nothing secret about this bait. Other than the fact, no one really knows I throw it. <laughs> That's yeah. the only secret, and it, it, it's pretty funny. It is not secretive. It is probably the I, 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 maybe everyone in the country has one, but it's funny how. But still, like those things are pretty neat. Like you said, I mean, you 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 showed me something that day just off a two. <laughs> but I knew off that one two pounder. I I saw what happened. I'm like, you oh, saw the I, bite, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love it when it all like you see it and go, oh okay, yeah. All I of can, a sudden, two plus two, two plus two yeah. equals four, real fast. And you're like, oh yeah, real fast. Oh yes, yeah. And you can tell, dude. Like I, I've talked to guys on the show about it a bunch, and and just hanging out with buddies. When you get one that is special, whatever that is, lure wise, you can tell. You can always tell. It's either how they bite it. Where they've got it when you get them in, you know what I'm saying? How like there, there's well, you can always tell. I feel like when it's Mullen, a, a special Mullen, one. Yeah, Mullins, Mullins, <laughs> Mullins. I don't even know. Mullins. People really don't know Mullins. Mullins is a, a, a character among himself. And David Mullins uh, is absolutely one of the greatest characters in bass fishing history. That just nobody knows that. I don't think they really know <laughs> they the depths no. of, of Mullins. No. <laughs> but Mullins will call me up out of the blue. And usually dogs everything I do. Um, <laughs> hates top, hates shallow fishing, hates that. Uh, uh, this has changed, by the way. So if you ever see him, be like, he he is now the anti deep fisherman. Um, it's because it, everybody's out there now. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so he's yeah, actually calling me more, going, yeah. So on, so I I sent him a bait or two one down in two years. Two, and you know how he is. He don't let it go. He will he will literally call you up and tell you how bad this bait is forever. <laughs> yes, he'll probably be yeah. Yeah, it's so bad. And then so he comes down there and they were going to fork, I think, a year or two ago. And he, he comes out with me on Lake Nat because he's got you know a day to kill. And uh, we're out there messing around. And it wasn't really time to throw and I'm like, hey, let's go throw catches a five pounder, one five pounder in like five minutes on it. I'm like, oh, I guess they're gonna bite this, dude. It's nonstop with, with me now. And, and, and it, but he hated it. He, he's like, dude, that thing's never caught a fish. And now it's the, and it's so it's, the, but like you it's said, way to it, go. It, but you know what it did? One. One. That's one. right. No, that's it. And from that's one, it. he, ha- I don't know what he's done, but like you said, it 
I don't know if people realize that one fish changed his whole perspective on everything. And he goes, huh? And it, and it clicked. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with multiple guys on multiple things where it's one deal. And you're like, Oh my. And and then you feel really kind of stupid that, you missed it for so long or yes. whatever the case is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because we're all skeptics at heart, like because of yes. the way marketing works, like everything is sold to you. Like it is the deal. Oh my gosh, this is like dynamite. These bass are fixing to come in the boat. And more times than not, yeah, you can get bid on things, but it's not just that absolute, uh, I hate the term game changer, but a game changer. And when you get one, you know it. <laughs> you know it, man. Yeah. You definitely and, do. And I will say I'm I'm better now. Um, and, and what happened was the Stripe Pro changed that. Stripe Pro, when I was with them, mm-hmm. I would have these baits. And and since I had to go throw them, like I had to, you know, all of a sudden one would – and I mean I, the first one ever was a, like a Flex Phantom and we ended up like winning 20 grand on it in a bass and but like we blew it out. And I and and I was just looking back going, I would have never have tried that. You'd have never walked but, in a tackle store and bought it. No, never. Yeah. Never. And yeah. so I started, I started and so now when someone gives me a bait, I can tell you, I'll look at it and do all that stuff, but I will go throw it with zero con- preconceived notions mm-hmm. on because I because I've been wrong. And I've seen everyone else, like really great fishermen, be wrong. And so I'm like, okay, like just go out there, let's try it, let's see what happens, because uh, because usually when you find one of those, Oof, it's yes. oh, it's so good, and no one else has it because you know they don't, you don't see it for what it is. So it, that, like I said, that's kind of open. I think that's why I've been able to, you know, have this job I have because now I can sit back and go, man, I look at everything pretty openly now. With not, and I don't, I don't shut doors pretty quick. So, and I think as fishermen, we we do get too caught up in oh, that looks dumb or this is whatever. And it's like you said, you got to take it to the lake, you got to throw it in a swimming pool, you got to, you got to watch the action, you got. And but ultimately, and I said this like I I made a post earlier this spring on Brandon Paul and his glide bait, and I said, look, I'm not a swim bait guy i'm not a swim bait expert a big swim bait but i was like here are the critics and it's hanging out of a six and a half pounder's mouth and you're like um i get bid on this swim bait it's a 20 dollars swim bait and uh i don't have any 200 glide baits but i do i can tell you they do like this one so go pick some up you know what i mean it's like right. but but i that's how i decide like if i get bit i uh, we all have the things we like to throw that we know work so when you get a new lure and and I am, that's one reason I'm grateful to be with like a company like Baitworks, like a tackle company, tackle store, is I get to try everything. You know what I mean? And you're not under this. uh, That's huge. It's huge. huge. It's so much fun because I'm like, oh, give me some of these. Like I call and or get online, I order these and I take them and try them. I'm like, and if they're good, I can, I can either choose to say they're good (laughs) and show people or I can, I, I don't, but I don't have to, what I'm getting at is tackle companies and you know this. Every, when you're sponsored by just one tackle company, everything they come out with, whether it's garbage or not, they want you pushing it. And that and that's fair, whatever. But I was always, and I, I butted heads with companies over this, if I don't get bid on it, I ain't going to tell somebody to buy it. Like if I don't, no, it, if, I, it, if I take it out and it's like, eh, this is garbage. Like I'm not going to make a post about it. Like I'm just not, right. it's if not you okay. Watch, yeah. If you watch my YouTube channel, and that's why I was all, like, I'm proud of, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm somewhat, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. So I'm really proud of my YouTube channel. 
And what I'm proud about it is, is look, man, I've been saying certain things on Facebook and Instagram and what I talk about, but man, you want to go, I'm, I'm not proud of my YouTube videos of when people just go to the lake. I want you to go watch my opens mm-hmm. and my tournament videos and all that stuff. Cause I'm like, see what I'm throwing. It's yes. it's my strike. It's it's the stuff I actually do videos on, yes. and yet I'm doing them in the tournaments where everything's on the line. Yes, and so I always is like, hey man, and so yes, I agree. Strike King makes I can't throw. Strike King makes you know what three hundred baits, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't. I can't go throw three hundred no. baits. So I have the stuff I'm good at, and that's the stuff I throw. And they got other guys to push the other things, and I'm sure they're good. And I've thrown almost everything we have, but you know, where we live, you know, the lakes we fish, like my yeah, lakes no, are a lot no. different than where you are. So, sure. you know, it, it is what it is. I can't, you know, like there's just spy baits, you know, I'm not expecting how, <laughs> but it's not, it's not one of those things that's going to be crushing fish on Rayburn. No, yeah, you're not, yes, gonna, yeah, you're, yeah. but it's not going to win a tournament. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a bait by strike pro and, it's not even a bait that they meant to make. <laughs> they, they made it because it was to show off conservation things. Anyways, I don't want to get into it much. But anyway, <laughs> but but it, there's something on this bait that is the worst. <laughs> and, and, I, and I have and I am 100% successful when I, I I show someone this bait, and it's 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 so big and massive and stupid. And I'm like, what's the worst thing on this bait? And they kind of look around like, well, this is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of dork, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't even know, yeah, corny, don't even know yeah. what to say because yeah. it's so corny, corny. And I'm like, that's the best thing about that bait. And they're like, what? I'm like, hey, look, when I first got it, I, it's the dump. I don't even know why they would put that on there. And I went through it and what it did in the water. Now, I promise you, they did not mean for it to be <laughs> This is a complete accident. Yeah. A thousand percent. <laughs> And because the way I work the bait is not how you're supposed to work it. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not doing it with, because it wasn't a bait. To, it was a bait to be, to be set on the shelf. And so, <laughs> it, and, and I'm using this thing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, dude, I'm telling you right now, it will be on a strike King bait at some point in time in the okay. future. I'm not saying that we're working on it. I'm telling you, I'm going to take that and put that somewhere um, that concept, because I think it's so cool. And, <laughs> and that's what, I, and that kind of leads back to the conversation of like me talking about being open with baits and throwing them. It's not even that a bait will, will, it might not even be that bait that's so special. It might just have a quality that like, okay, this really isn't the right bait, but if I could get a, if I can find a bait that does this better, like that's a win. And I have done, and I have done that a lot where I found a bait that works pretty good, but it may be a a lot of fish miss it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I've, I've hunted around and found, Oh, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, version. Yeah. Yeah. A better version of that. And then it works. So yeah, I, I, um, I believe all that stuff helps. It does, man. So and yeah, what, so go cool. to your local tackle store and go go through and go buy every single thing is what we're telling. You. <laughs> That's what you we're know. telling you. We're but telling I mean, you to spend really, all your money yeah. not on gas but on baitworks.com and at your local tackle stores. <laughs> yeah, at your local site and just go get it all and and then you're like, hey, 
90% of these baits are horrible. And they are. You're right. You're right. And they, they are. are. And they <laughs> are. You might find, yeah, there's a there's a diamond in the rough. I was gonna say there are some gems. There are some gems yes. out there. I I uh I I'm very bad at spending money on tackle that I throw three or four times. I'm like, yeah, well, there wasn't that wasn't hitting no way. I know. Especially I like know. Japanese tackle. Like I'm I'm a dork when it comes to that. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna I be think, fantastic. I, and then I man, think everyone is on that stuff, man. For sure. It just, it just looks jumps, so cool. Yeah, it just jumps out yeah. at you, man. Jumps right off the page online. But yeah, and, it, and it, none of it's in English, so you really don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that says fish catcher five thousand. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what that says. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Don't show us a video too, because most of the videos are not high quality. But you're like, I think that looks pretty good. I think that looked like an eight pounder bit that yeah. bait. It could not even be the bait that we're looking at. Who knows? I, yeah, know. I get suckered in by that all the time. <laughs> Todd Castledine, I appreciate you as always, dude. Uh, get back to that awesome family of yours. Tell them I said hello, and uh, I appreciate you, buddy, very much. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. I, I always like. I mean, shoot, we were remember we were doing this in hotel rooms. We were and doing stuff. this before it was a thing, right? Yeah, we were, like when it was when it really, was low, really budget. low budget. Yes, yes, cell phones yes. and and no microphones. Yes, we have we have done some low budget lives together. And one of these days, you're going to roam through Tennessee, and I'm going to have you at the bar and grill. We're going to do one in here. It's going to be yeah. Because so well, I was going to say the last time I did it, do you do you remember the last time I was on? It was I was 20... I was with you in Prosnick. And we were at the class. Oh, we did. Yeah, that we did one in person. No, I was thinking the last time you called, that was like twenty. No, no, but no. Well, no, at the bar at the uh, when you ran. Yeah, out actually, the, uh, it was Birmingham. No, in yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah, Texas. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest, Todd. That night, um, something happened to me. Somebody poisoned me with Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember a lot after the podcast that night. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my buddy Michael Roby and Shannon Wheeler for taking care of me that night. But I, somebody, man, they just kept bringing this brown juice. <laughs> well, I, I was with Prosnick all night, so I don't know how that worked out. I mean, I worked out. I, I, guess, I know exactly at, how that worked out. I know but, exactly. And my, yeah, and then my boy from TX Whiskey, who's like the head distiller from TX Whiskey, showed up. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Prosnick will it, it, get you in trouble. I've got some yeah, Prosnick he, stories I will share on the air at some point. I had a long <laughs> night in New Orleans with Prosnick and Luke Clawson that will get told at some point in 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 my life on this show, but not today. <laughs> well, I like I like Prosnick's a good I like oh, he's Pros. the best. He's the best. I yeah. love me some J Pros. All right, Todd. I appreciate you, buddy, very much. All right, man. Thank y'all you, take dude. it easy. See you. Todd Castledine, man, we we always have a great time. Just, just I told you, there's no topic. We're just gonna go. Hope y'all enjoyed that. I love talking to him, shooting the bull, picking his brain, and uh, he's he's fantastic, man. And and so uh, truly, I am proud for him. The Strike King deal, getting to design baits, so cool. Filling in the shoes of Phil Marks, who did a lot of that. Uh, Phil passed away, I, I believe it was last year. Great human being. Him and Todd spent a lot of time on the boat together, but Todd picking up there with Strike King and and you know, he's big boy job with Strike King now. Very cool. Gonna be down at ICAST seeing him in that different capacity now. He's not walking around. I call this the fisherman handshake. Please give me sponsorship. And uh I know and I'm no different in that, but it's cool seeing him in that role just down there showing off the new the new goods. Very cool. So absolutely appreciate him. Appreciate Todd coming on. Appreciate each and every one of you tuning in week in, week out. The low lifers make all this happen. Support the sponsors that support the show. Can't stress that enough. I really appreciate it. 
I'm going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. We've got some new music coming very soon. I promise you. I know I say that a lot, but we plans are in place to do some uh, some recording on some new songs and, and put some things together. So I'm, I'm very fired up to hopefully get some stuff recorded this fall. We're going to take you out with Biloxi Blues, and I will see y'all next week. Be sure to hug your mama. Have a good week. See y'all next time. Jackson Town to Tupelo I never could make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.